of Jesus that covers us in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that the blood has justified, it has sanctified, it has reconciled. God, it has redeemed. So God, we thank you for your blood. Now, Holy Spirit, I welcome you. Do what you need to do. Say what you need to say in the midst of your people. And I thank you, Father, that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And Father God, as I open my mouth to teach your people, I thank you that you have already filled it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We're going to see what God has to say unto his people on today. And we want to make sure that your hearts is open and receptive to receive the word of God. Because remember that the word gives life. No matter what situation that you're in, you can count on the word. When you begin to speak the word of God, God's word changes situations. And we have to honor his word because God is his word. Amen. We're going to go back to where we were about two weeks ago to John 316 because God is not finished. Let's go back to John 316. And I believe all of us know that verse of scripture well. But the part of knowing and not living and not understanding is two different things. Because we can read the word of God, but when you don't have any understanding, when you don't have any knowledge of the word, you will not be able to live that word. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but they shall have everlasting life. Let me read it again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm going to read it again. For God so loved me that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You may be seated. We're still talking about God's love. How many of us repeat that verse over and over and over again? You know, in Sunday school, they give children that verse to memorize. And I'm going to tell you, what's the use of memorizing something when you don't know what's behind what you're memorizing? Anybody can take the, the word of God and they can tell you to memorize that scripture. It can be head knowledge, but it needs to become heart knowledge. When it becomes heart knowledge, it becomes a part of you. God has been tugging on me so much dealing with love because love is the cure for everything that ails you. Love is the cure for everything that ails you. And when you know about God's love, you will not be in situations that you're in. You will love your brother. You will love your mate. You will love your boss because God is love. That's who he is. That is his nature. And we as born again people, we have the nature of God on the inside of us. Because the word of God says that he shed his love in our heart. Through the Holy Ghost. So all of us in here have the love of God in our heart. 
you have no excuse. If the love of God is not flowing through you, it's not because you don't have his love. It's because that love is being blocked through some things in your life that you have not letting go of. But he started off here saying, for God so loved the world. So we determined that God didn't leave anybody out. And I want to say that again. For God so loved the world. The Amplified said he dearly prized the world that he gave. He loved the world so much. That means everybody that's in the world. I want y'all to catch this because the more I just stop right there to say, for God so loved the world, that means everybody. We got saints walking around here hateful. We got saints walking around here thinking that they're better than anybody else. That's not how it worked. Jesus died for all of us. God loved the world. That means Hitler. That means everybody in the world. God made a way for them through Jesus Christ. Listen to what I'm saying. Nobody is left out. We look at people just because we see prostitutes different. We see homosexuals different. We see a lot of people differently, but we should see them just as as God sees them. We should see them with the love of God, no matter what they do, no matter how they act. I'm telling you, y'all, love conquers all. Love covers a multitude. I want you to hear me. Love covers a multitude of sin. So we need to get over ourselves and think that we're better than anybody else. None of us had any good in us. None of us. This is why I say for God so loved the world. It didn't say for God so loved the saints. We saints think God love us better than he love anybody else. God has no respectable person. God reign on the just as well as the unjust. Y'all got to hear this because I'm going to tell you something. This hits home every time I read it. And I have to go back and I have to really examine myself and say, God, who have I left out of what you're saying? God, who have I treated wrongly outside of what your word tell me to do? And not just doing it because the word tell me to do it, but doing it because that's who you are. God, you are love. And because I know your love, God, I can love the way you love, not the way I want to love. You can't just pick and choose who you want to love, y'all. You can't pick and choose. You can't say, I love my daddy more than I love my mama because my mama don't do me like my daddy. That ain't God. You can't pick and choose to love somebody because daddy wasn't there, but mama was there. When you know God's love, you still gonna love daddy. You still gonna love mama. Why? God is love. We missing it. We missing it. We picking and choose whom we want to talk to. Some of us can't even say I love you with a sincere heart. Some of us don't even know how to say I love you because we're ashamed of saying it because we never knew it. But the Bible says, for God so loved the world. That means everybody God loved. It wasn't even based on what you did, when you did it. Or how you did it. It was never based on that. It was based on love. His love is unconditional. It's outside of what you do and when you do it. But we put condition on people. If you don't do it the way I want you to do it. Or if you don't say the way what I want you to say or act how I want you to act. Then I can't love you. Come on. Come on saints. 
love you. God didn't wait on you to do nothing before he loved you. Everybody in here have messed up. Matter of fact, you messed up even when you were sleeping last night. Because some of your dreams wasn't right. You messed up when you woke up with the wrong attitude. But it didn't change his love. But we change based on people. We cut up when people don't like us like, they sh- like we think they should like us. Maybe you just ain't likable. We want people to treat us the way we treat them, but how are you treating them? The Bible says you got to show yourself friendly. Some of us want a friend, but we don't want to show ourselves friendly. Don't even want to say, hey, how you doing? But we want somebody to come up to us and rub all up against us. Oh, you look good today. But you can't go to nobody and tell them, oh, I like what you have on. But we want somebody to always come up on us. That's rejection. Because when you're trying to draw attention to yourself, you don't know about God's love. But he loved all of us. The Bible said that God want all men to be saved. And come to the knowledge of the truth. First Timothy 2, 4. That means he said, I want everybody to become saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. I don't want nobody left out. The knowledge of the truth is what Jesus Christ done for us. How he died for us. How he was buried and how he rose again on the third day. That's love. The Bible said he proved, he commended his love, even yet while we were yet in our sin, Christ died. Oh, let's just stop right there. He didn't stop loving us even when we were sinning. He still laid down his life. He didn't say, wait a minute, God. Wait a minute, God. Amanda's still in a mess. I ain't dying for her. She's still doing the same thing that she knows she shouldn't be doing. So why should I die for her? But God said, I love her so much. I'm giving you on her behalf because she can't save herself. She's too full of sin, but you're not full of sin. So I'm giving you because you're the perfect sacrifice. She wouldn't make it. Oh, my God, he loved me. He knew I couldn't even make it this morning. That's why he gave me new mercies. Y'all don't never think about slapping somebody. I do. No mercy. Y'all don't never think about telling somebody off. I do. No mercy. Y'all don't never think about how I'm going to make it. What's going on? No mercy. Come on, that's his love. Love gave us mercy. Love gave us goodness. Love gave us kindness. What are you giving? It's more than just loving your family. We're all family in Christ. It's more than just giving your family a meal. It's giving somebody else a meal outside of your family. Oh, I gave to somebody. It's easy to give to your mama. It's easy to give to you. Some people say, no, it ain't. (laughs) It's easy to give to your brother and sister. It's easy to give to the ones that's in your house. Outside of what they do. But let a saint come to you and say they need something. I ain't got it. Oh, I'm going to hit home today. Because we all talking about how we love Jesus. You can't even love God 
until you know about his love. And if you ain't in the word of God to know about it, you can't even love him. That's why the Bible said I love him because he first loved me. I couldn't even love him first, y'all. When we love God the way we need to, we will do what the word tells us. I'm going to say it again. When we love God the way we need to, we'll do what the word of God tells us to do without me or anybody else telling you. Because when you fall in love with this, nobody has to tell you what to do. When I fell in love with this word, I forgot I had a husband for real. And I love myself some James, y'all. But the day I began to open this word, James had to leave me a letter and tell me about myself. I seen nothing but the devil. I'm trying to get me right, and you leaving me a letter. And no, I got to teach these people, but thank God for the love of God because he put me in my place. He said, still, you got priorities. He said, get your priorities. See, love chastises you. See, I tried to throw everything on God. Oh, he loved me and I love him. He said, but you're leaving other things out that shouldn't be left out. Because if you love me, you will be doing what you're supposed to do in your home. Oh, help me, somebody. See, we got it all twisted. Women, just because you come to church every Sunday don't mean you know the love of God. Because if you knew the love of God, you'd be acting right at home. There's a problem in the house of God. There's a real problem. The problems start with the house of God. When he come back, we're the ones going to get it. Because we should have known. So he loved us so much. And he loved us so much, it says that it was God's grace that brought us salvation. And that grace appeared unto all men. That means grace didn't leave nobody out. Grace was his unearned, undeserved favor that we didn't have to work for, that we did not deserve, y'all. We didn't even deserve for Jesus to lay down his life. We didn't deserve his goodness, his kind. We didn't deserve none of it because we were sinners. But because of his grace, because of his love that he has for us, this is why the Bible says, for by grace are you saved? But through, is for by grace you saved through faith, not of yourselves, but it is the gift of God. Come on, God gave us his grace. And the only way we can appropriate grace is through faith. Where's that faith? It's coming from having faith in what Jesus have done. That's why Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who live in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. Check it out. He said, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and who died for me. See, Paul had to know about his love to do what he do. Because Paul was ridiculed. Paul was beat, but it didn't stop him from presenting the gospel. See, some of us get hurt feelings and we don't want to do nothing no more. Mm-hmm. We don't want to tell nobody about Jesus. My friend hurt me. My husband hurt me. My boss hurt me. 
So you lay in your little misery and your little hurt while the world is still dying in their mess. What if God thought the way we thought? What if God say none of us was worth it because we still in our mess? But it's love that saved us. Y'all, if we grab hold to his love, we can grab hold to everything that he's provided. You can't even accept grace without knowing love. God is love. Love helps you to get over what you're going through. And then the Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 9, that he even delaying his coming. He's delaying his coming. He's not going to be slack in, in his coming, but it says he's delaying his coming. Why? Because he don't want none of us to perish. He want all of us to come to repentance. So he's being slow. He's being long suffering. He's being patient towards us. And we can't even be patient towards one another. We give up on people instead of backing up and say, wait a minute, God. That could have been me in that situation. So God, I don't know what to pray for. Guess what he did? He loved us so much. He gave us the Holy Spirit to help us pray for the person when we don't know how to pray. When we don't know how to send a prayer for our worst enemy, that's when we began to speak in tongues and say, God, I don't want to pray out of myself, but I want to pray out of your goodness, out of your mercy, out of your loving kindness. So I'm going to begin to pray in my heavenly language for my worst enemy because right now they are my worst enemy, but I know love is in me. So I want to pray the way you will have me to pray. God, I can't even come to you on my own that's why you gave me your son that's why you gave me Jesus your love never fails never fails but we fail because we don't want to do what the word of God tell us to do you know why because we don't know his love nobody in this place it reminds me of the woman that got caught in adultery oh help me Lord a lot of people ain't got caught yet, but in adultery. You in adultery in your mind. You just ain't got caught yet, but your sin will find you out, your holy self. This woman got caught in adultery. And then the Bible, it says, the men going to bring her to Jesus. Oh, ain't that what we do, church? We bring people before other people that's done something. Can I get a witness? Amen. Thank you. You know why we do that? Because we done done something. I'm going to say it again. Anytime a dog bring you a bone, look out. We always bring something on somebody else, but you're going to get caught in your mess too. Those men brought the lady to Jesus because they wanted her stone. Can you imagine? They wanted that lady to get in trouble, but Jesus was just writing on the ground. I believe Jesus was writing grace. Just grace. My grace is sufficient. I believe he was writing mercy. When Jesus looked up, he said, he who have not sinned, let him cast the first stone. See, this is what get on my nerves. Somebody always want to tell somebody about somebody else, but you need to check yourself before you tell it. We always got a report on what somebody else done. Before we bring the report, let's just stop and do like the Bible says, Silla. 
let me wait a minute to check me. Because I'm getting ready to tell on somebody else. But let me check me. Let me see what I haven't done or could have done. Then that will stop you from telling on somebody else and begin to pray for them instead of telling on them. So Jesus said, he who have not sinned. See, this is what love does. Let them cast the first stone. They had to drop them. Because they knew they had some sin in their life. Can y'all imagine if we just use that concept there? And say, God, before I open my mouth, let me see about me. Let me see what I didn't do today or what I should have done today. See, we look at sin as big sin and little sin. Sin is spelled the same way, S-I-N. So it don't matter how big and how small it is. See, we grade it. We grade it. That's how we look at things. There's nothing too hard for God. He proved that when he gave his son. But we look at it like, okay, this person committed adultery, but did you lie? God going somewhere. And the reason why I use this is because we look at adultery. We look at homosexuality. These are what we call the big sins. Don't we look at it? Adultery, homosexuality, AIDS, prostitution, drug addicts. Oh, them the biggest ones y'all, y'all didn't know. We look at all of that as being bigger than a liar. We look at all of that. We even look at murder being bigger than a liar. How do you think they murdered? They had to lie. It jumped from one thing to another. Look at David and Bathsheba. I'm going back to adultery. David should have been to war. He should have been with the men, but David decided to stay home. See how the enemy will set you up when you should be about your father's business. David going to go look and see Bathsheba. See how they named her? Bathsheba. She was bathing. He looked at the woman, and all of a sudden, he got a desire. I got to have that. So he's going to inquire about Bathsheba. He knew the woman was married. But he still slept with the woman. See, there's a manipulation right there. Then when she got pregnant, he had to cover up the pregnancy. So what did he do? Now I got to murder her husband. He's going to put the husband on the front line. No, the man wasn't covered. He wanted him dead so he can look good. Come on, that's, that ain't love. That ain't the way God does things. Ain't that what we do to cover up something to make somebody else look bad because we want to look good? David was king. Come on, they can't know what I've done. I'm king. I'm over kingdom. So I got to cover up what I'm doing. Why is God saying this? Because you're covering up some stuff that you're looking at that ain't big. But the more you cover it up, the bigger it gets. So y'all know what happened with David. But the Bible says that once the prophet come to David, and began to give David a word from the Lord. David looked at somebody else like it was somebody else. But the prophet said, no, David, that's you. And David began to repent with his whole heart. And he said, I have not sinned against nobody but God. He didn't look at nobody else but God. And that's how we should look at it. We should look, stop looking at, you made me do it. Come on, please. You made me curse. You made me hate you. You made me talk about you. You made me cheat on you. Oh, cut that mess out. 
That started in the Garden of Eden. Everybody was blaming somebody. Eve blamed the serpent. Serpent. Who did Adam blame? The wife. Everybody blamed somebody. And guess what? The serpent didn't care. He got what he wanted. This is what the enemy is doing, y'all. He's getting what he wants. Don't you know you mess up your witness by how you carry yourself? Out of one mouth, you're saying, I love you. Out of the next mouth, you're cursing. Blessing and cursing can't be in the same mouth. And don't say, sometimes you got to get it out. Yeah, sometimes you got to get it out, but you have a helper, which is the Holy Spirit. And you say, Holy Spirit, help me now. Because if you don't help me, now something is coming up out of me. You got control of what come up out of you. God is love. No matter how bad people hurt you, you're supposed to still show the love of God because he's love. That's all he showed towards us. Y'all was love. Everybody got knocked some kind of way. Everybody got some kind of bad deal some kind of way from parents, sisters, brothers, family. You got a bad deal some kind of way from somebody. But you got to understand, God has given you discerning of spirits. And through discerning of spirits, he will let you know why this person is cutting the food like they're cutting the food. He will let you know what's behind this person being angry. What's behind this person not loving you the way that they need to love you? Everybody will not be able to love you the way that God loves you until they know his love. Women want men to love them because they never had daddy's love. So they're looking for love from a man that a man can't give because they don't really know God's love. They may have been raised up in love. But they still haven't got to know God's love. Because when they get to know God's love, they can love you just as Christ loved the church. And we got a lot of marriages missing God's love. Because let me tell you something. When God's love is missed in marriage, you find out a lot of people going astray to other homes that they shouldn't be in. This is why we need to know the love of God. You know what, y'all? People go back to the same pattern. Because they don't know it's love. Love will keep you if you want to be kept. Love will keep you if you want to be kept. No matter what sin that's trying to enter in your life, when you know the love of God, love will keep you from sinning. I'm going to say it again. Love will keep you from sinning. Love will keep you faithful. Because he is faithful. Even when we're not faithful, he remains faithful. Come on, church. We got to cut this stuff out. We come up into the church to fellowship. We we supposed to fellowship one with another. But we leave out of the church still with attitudes. Still with stuff in our heart that we have against one another. And then we go out and minister to somebody and hug them and tell them you can love them. I love you, but you can't love the person over here. People say... But it's easier to love this one. You know why it's easier to love that one? Because that one ain't got in your face yet. I'm going to say it again. 
It's easy to love this one because this one ain't got up in your face. Let that one get up in your face. You're going to drop that one too. Long as you don't get in my face, I can love you. But that's why sometimes you get set up for them to get in your face to see if you're using God's love or your love. Oh, this is so good. God know what we need, y'all. He know exactly what we need. And when we really know God's love, we can stay in position. We can stay in the position that he has for us to be in. So God was, was showing me this. Go to Ephesians. Ephesians 5. I love this. Y'all, I'm telling you, we got to continue this study on love. Because love will get you into some stuff that you thought you couldn't get into. Listen at Ephesians 5.1. It says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. And walk in love. As Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savior. Savior. It said, and walk in love. That means live in love. This is how we should live in love, y'all. And we do it because we know what he has done for us. That's why the Bible say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his son because he loved us. And when people look at that, they don't look at what's behind that. He gave someone that was so dear, that was so precious to him, he gave him up for the world. The world was tore up, y'all. The world was full of chaos, full of sin, full of murder, full of incest, full of everything that it should not have been full of. But we know it come through the fall. But God still died for us. Why didn't God give his son when he created the Garden of Eden? He didn't need to. Because that garden had everything in it that we needed. It was full of his goodness. It was full of his mercy, his loving. It was full of everything. It was full of good health. It was full of prosperity. There was no lack. Everything that we needed was in that garden. But before that garden, it says that the earth was void. It was empty. There was darkness upon the face of the deep. So God had to come in there and he had to speak a word. And when he spoke the word, let there be light, y'all, there was light. And God put in that garden everything that he knew that we needed to be in that garden with. Isn't God so good? But God did not want them to eat from what? That tree of knowledge of good and evil. They only know knew good because God is a good God. But then when they ate from that tree, evil came. And they began to hide from God. Let me ask y'all a question. How many of us in this room, when we do wrong, we hide from God? We feel disappointed. We feel condemned. We know we shouldn't be doing or saying what we say. But this is what the Holy Spirit is saying to me to tell you. Some of you don't even feel that way no more. The reason why is because you think you're right and everybody else is wrong. You don't grow to the way you are. There's a root there. You think that everybody else is wrong for what they said, but you're not wrong. We build a case on how right we are. That's when you're wrong. When you got to build a case on how right you are, you're wrong. When you say you know, you don't know. 
Anybody that keeps saying they know, they know nothing. That's what the words say. And we got so many people that has built cases upon them and not on what he's done. You never build a case on you. You build it on Jesus. And you don't use the word to build a case on you to still make you look good because God already know what's behind that case. Because you praise him with your lips, but your heart is far from him. That's why you got to walk in the spirit and not entertain the flesh. So you will know when people are trying to build a case based on the word, but they're using the word to make them look good, but they ain't looking good. God want us to love because he is love. And we got to get to know his love. He want us to walk in his love. Got another one for you. Go to John um, 13. Look at John 13. I love this verse too. I want y'all to know that you can't even be his disciples without loving one another. That kills that, doesn't it? John 13, 34. Listen at this. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. And ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love one to another. Do you know people cannot even distinguish a follower of Jesus, which is a disciple from a sinner? Because some of us love the sinner man more than we love the saint. And we say we love the sinner man more than we love the saint because the sinner man treats you better than the saint. But he said, people will know that you are my disciple when you love one another. God's nature is love. We're supposed to always walk in love. We're supposed to live love. We're supposed to talk love. That's who God is, is love. And when people meet us, they're supposed to see his love. Restaurants, they're supposed to see his love. No matter how bad the waitress is, she's supposed to see his love. How are you going to win somebody to Christ without love? That's how we got into the kingdom. It was love. It was nothing that we did. Love is what saved us. So how are we going to bring people to him if we're not showing his love? If we're nasty in the restaurant, say, what did I tell you? I don't want that. Then the next thing out of your mouth, do you know Jesus? The next thing out of their mouth, do you? Come on, we can be nasty sometime when we're hungry. We let stuff come. You know why stuff like that come out of us? Because that's what's in us. When you have a good attitude all the time, that's what's in you. People try you to see where you are. I had somebody for about 10 years told me I tried you. They said, yes, I did. I ain't going to lie. I tried you and you still didn't change. I said, why should I change? And that's who I am. Why, why would you look for me to change? He said, because everybody else I was around changed. So I figured that you would change. I said, this is who I am. If I say something, I'm going to say it. I'm not going to try to, you know, sugarcoat it. That's just who I am. I'm going to bring you what God tell me to bring you. It's not going to be any different. They were provoking me to wrath. Talking about me. Ridiculing me. Trying to compete. With what God had in me, I still humbled myself, still did what God told me to do. And I remember it was one incident. They knew this person was going through the church, doing all kind of crazy stuff. 
And all of a sudden, God had me to come off the pulpit and just love on this person and tell them what God was saying. The person behind him was like, my God. At the end of service, they said, I know you know God. People watch you. They watch what you do and how you do it and how you're going to react in that situation. And if you're always coming out like a bulking scripture, you don't know God's love yet because God's love will calm you down. It will soothe you in the worst situation. God's love covers anger. Uh Uh-oh. God's love covers offense, y'all. When we walk in love, people always want to be around you. People always want to hear what you have to say because you're talking about his love. And up above Ephesians 5, 1, do you know what it says? Go back to Ephesians. Go to the fourth chapter. Y'all, I'm going to take my time with this. If you got to leave, go ahead. Because God is breaking down some walls in Miracle Temple. We got some walls built up. And love will break down those walls if you get to know love. Ephesians 4, 32 says, And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. I'm going to go here. We better stay here. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Let me say it again. And be kind one to who? And be kind one to who? Tenderhearted. Oh my goodness. Tenderhearted. We really got to go there. Tenderhearted. Who is tenderhearted? Forgiving one another. Now look how he set that up. If you're kind to one another, you tenderhearted, you can forgive. Forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Y'all, that's it. If you know he's forgiven you, why can't you forgive your brother and sister? You know what the answer to that is? I can't forgive them because they keep doing the same thing over and over again. Got news for you. When Was it Peter that says, Jesus, how many times do we forgive them in one day? What did he say? Huh? Have y'all used that rule yet? Have anybody in here used that rule? My best thing is to stay away from them. Because they keep falling in the same trap. But guess what? You in the same place too. He forgave you for past, present, and future sins. So how can you say, I'll forgive them today, but if they do it tomorrow, I don't know. You done did it too many times to me. But if you're in him, you say, God, forgive them. For they don't know not what they do. They're not coming against me. They're coming against you. So, Lord, you have to help me so I can stay in the place I need to stay in so I can show them your love through this hurt. Everybody in this place have been hurt. I don't know about you, but Lord knows I've been hurt. You tell me hurt. I know how to spell it real good, and I know how I feel. But in the midst of my hurt, I have to go to a loving father. And I have to say, Father, show me your love because that one right there, and God will forewarn you. I remember one day God told me this. He said, this one over here that you're looking for not to hurt you, 
What's going to happen when they do? I'm like, why would you say that to me, God? Why would you say something like that to me? You know, you sit and you think about that thing. Why would you say something like that to me, God? Oh, Lord, he prepared me, and the day came. And when that day came, it felt like my heart just dropped out of place. And I said, God, I thank you. You prepared me for this because I wasn't looking for that from that person. But you showed me that put no trust in no man. I still love them, but he said, don't put trust in them because they will fail you. See, y'all got to understand, I don't care who you calling friend. Your friend will love you today and hate you tomorrow if you hit something that ain't right, not unless they know the love of God. Because a person that know the love of God, they're saying, tell me what's going on. If I don't see it, show me. And some of us like, I don't know. I don't know. They ain't going to be my friend no more. Well, how you like this right here? Oh, you look good, liar. Yeah, that look good on you. And then go tell somebody else. I sure wouldn't wear that. What kind of friend are you? Love don't do that. Love tells the truth. Love don't let nobody get caught up in something and you could have stopped them from getting caught up in their mess. Love tell people the truth at all times, no matter how it hurts. Love tell people you need to hush dealing with that. You don't need to speak on that no more. Love don't sit there and let them keep opening their mouths. And love don't, don't just sit there and let a person stay angry. And you seeing they're angry. And then you're not telling them about their anger. Then they go out and get hurt by somebody and come back to you and say, did you know I was like this? Yeah, they ain't your friend no more. And you let me continue in my mess? I did it because I love you. Love don't do that. So God is saying today that when we know his love, y'all, we can forgive. This is why you got to know who you getting tied up with. Because everybody that say, Lord, Lord, don't know him. Because when you know him, you know love. And if you walking with someone that say they know him and not showing his love, they need to check whether or not they know him. We got so many people in the world saying, oh, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have gotten here. But you're still out there in the world and you're still over here with God. You let go of the world when you love God. He said when you love the world, the love of God ain't in you. So my problem is you got so many people that saying they're saved, but they're still doing what the world does. You let go of the world when you come to God. And when you get to know God, some of those habits, some of those things that you do, you can let go of those things because you know the love of God. You know his love. You know him as father. And you know that you can come to him no matter what the situation is. He's going to still love you. I have learned this, y'all. And we need to raise our kids this way. No matter what people do or say to you, no matter how much they put you down, there's one man that will never put you down, that will love you outside of everything you do, and his name is Jesus. He loved you so much, he died on your behalf. He even know what you're going to do and when you're going to do it, but he still laid down his life. So when your friends act like they hate you, when they act like they don't want to be around you, when mother and father forsake you, even when I act like I'm not there for you, he will lift you up because he loved you so much. Don't wait on nobody to love you. Get to know his love, and you can love outside of how people feel. 
Love is not a feeling. We base love on how we feel. In that case, none of us would really know love. Because if I based it on how I feel, I would hate everybody. That's why we have to go into the word of God and know what the word of God is saying to us, y'all. Love never fails. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love is long-suffering. Love is not arrogant. Love is not rude. Love is not boastful. Come on, if we focus on 1 Corinthians 13 every day, we'll know what to say and how to say it. Love does say no without getting mad. So we have to get to know love. There was this minister that was telling about this building. It's a true story. It was on fire. And this mother had got all of her children out. At least she thought she did. And the, it was on the seventh floor. And they looked up to the window. And this little child up there hollering for help. And the building was on fire. So the mother, she was just, you know, hysterical. But then there was a man. He was very tall. And the man told the little boy, he said, jump, I'll catch you. He said, I'm taller than anybody. Just jump and I'll catch you. Little boy wouldn't move. The other man come up. He was very strong. And he said, I'm stronger than anybody out here. Just jump and I'll catch you. The little boy wouldn't move. Then this man come out of nowhere and he said, jump. And the little boy jumped. And they said, why did you jump? He said, because that's my daddy. I want y'all to understand that God is your father. And no matter who comes in your life, when God say do something, you trust him so much because you know his love. It don't matter. We got to know his love. His love. When we love him, we love him because he first loved us. And we jump every time he tell us to jump because we know he knows what's best for us. When you know that God knows what's best for you, you can leave past alone, y'all. You can't go back and change what your daddy didn't do for you. Some of us had daddies that didn't do for us the way they should. I want y'all to understand, if that daddy didn't get the love that that daddy need, he can't love you the way he need to love you. If that mother didn't get the love the way the mother needed it, the mother can't love you the way she need to love you. Some people say, I just want a mother. But guess what? It is what it is. A mother can not give you something they didn't get. They can only love you the way they feel you need to be loved. That's why when you know God's love, you can love your parents outside of the hurt that you're feeling from your parents. Some of us say, I get cursed out. I get put down. That's because that's where they are. And when you know where they are, you can begin to pray for them and say, Father, they can't love me the way you love me. Because they don't even know about your love. But God, I believe that if I engulf myself in you and I begin to show your love outside of how they treat me, God is going to draw them to you. See, we got to understand with loving kindness, he have drawn us. It's his loving kindness, y'all. So that's how we draw other people with the love of God. I was wondering, I said, God, it's a lot of people out here going through. Why aren't people going to these people that are going through? He said, because they don't know me. They don't know my love. When you know his love, you don't have to pick and choose who you minister to. I don't care how tall up they look. I don't care what they got diagnosed with. Love pursues. 
Love goes after what's lost. When you see a lost person, I don't care how much they hurt you. Love will have compassion on the lost. Y'all, I'm going to tell you something. Church have lost the love of God. They have lost the compassion for his love. It's time for us to love the way God will have us to love, not the way we want to love, y'all. It ain't about us. It's all about him. We have to show his love. Love endures. Love endures all things, y'all. So we have to get to know his love so we can love others. When we get to know his love, we begin to trust him. We begin to rely and depend on him. And we don't look to anyone else except God. And the more I go in here and know God's love, I say, God, where am I? Where am I with people? God, am I loving people the way you loving people? God, am I treating people the way you want people to be treated? I have to check myself. Do I have certain sets of people that I want to be with and can't be with these people? God, am I picking and choosing who I need to love? Y'all, that's not God's kind of love. God's kind of love loves the worst human being. God's kind of love love people when they ain't lovable. That's God's kind of love. God's kind of love love people when they curse you out. God's kind of love is still praying for people that hate you. That's what love does. Love just don't pick a person that's lovable. Love pick the worst kind of people and love them in spite of. That's what love does. Love loves even when you've been hurt. That's what love does. Love will let you know, go buy that person lunch, your worst enemy. I'm going to tell y'all something. God will raise you up in his love to show you what love does. And I remember one day, me and my sister was talking, my oldest sister, and um, we was talking about some things and talking about the Bible. And, you know, I was telling her, you know, my life. And sometimes your siblings don't even really know your life. You, you just don't talk to them a lot. So as we were sitting up there talking and I was telling her that and she said, and you still done that? I said, yes, I did. Well, why would you do that? I said, because that's who I am. Because God is love. So it don't matter how people treat me. It's not for me to get revenge because they treat me that way. I'm going to love them with God's love. I cannot love them with my love because my love will throw them away. But God's love don't do that. God's love cover a multitude. I want y'all to hear me. God loves covers a multitude of sins. It don't matter how many times somebody hurts you. You say God's love covered that. His blood covered that fault. His blood covered me getting cursed out. His blood covered me getting talked about. His blood covered. And if I'm in my father and my father's in me, I'm supposed to love just like he loved. He loved unto death. And some of us feel like we're dying, even in a marriage, when things don't go like it's supposed to go. When a man hurts a woman or a woman hurts a man, you're still supposed to show God's love if you're in his love. Yes, it's supposed to go beyond that hurt. So even in marriages, even in friendships, Love don't change, y'all. That's how I know that we need to know his love. We don't need to wait until something happens and try to love because you can't love within yourself. 
You have to know his love in order to be loved because everybody in this room been hurt by somebody or you just ain't found out yet. People that you look up to, mother, father, sister, brother, aunts, cousins, the ones you hang with, you laugh with, you chill with, and you think it's okay, then you hear they talking about you, don't want to be around you. Can you still love them? Can you still tell them I love you in spite of what you're saying about me? That's God's love. That's agape love. Some people say, Pastor, I ain't got there yet. I know, that's why we're talking about it. God is only bringing in the house what the house needs. Can you love your child outside of what your child do? Yes, because that is your child. We all have fallen short to the glory of God, but that didn't stop him from dying for us. He died while we were yet in our mess. But when one of us mess up, we act like the whole world have ended. That's when you need to say, God, I need that love right now. I need for you to hold me. I need for you to be here for me because right now, God, I'm mad. God already know you're mad. That's why we need to know his love now. Don't wait on knowing his love. Know about his love now because when you get close to people, you become attached. See, natural love attaches itself, doesn't it? And when that person hate, um, hurt you, you can't believe that person done you that way. I did this for that person. I done that for that person. I was faithful. I was true. I cooked. I clean. Ain't he married? I cooked and I cleaned and I done all of this and I made sure I made them happy. We done things together and they going to do me like that. That dog. Now they a dog. Before they were your boo. But we know God's love, right? See, situations will bring stuff out of you that's in you. Give God glory that is being brought out of you so you know what's laying dormant. Holy, sanctified self. When things happen, people see the real you. They see exactly how you're going to cut up. Some of you carry knives. I'm ready to kill them, looking, looking just as calm as ever in church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Get out of church. Where's that nigga? I'm going to kill him standing up. That's love. Come on now. Let's just be real. Come on. Now. Yeah, that's right, Apostle. We're talking today. The Holy Ghost is speaking in the house. I love you, apostle. Never leave Miracle Temple. I love you, apostle. Get deep down dirty in your business. Now I hate you. I'm leaving Miracle Temple. There go four doors. Choose whichever one you want to choose. It ain't going to change my mind about my love for you. See, come on, y'all. We need to quit this mess. If we're going to be the church, be the church. We representing him and God is love. And we're supposed to show love regardless of how we feel. Well, you don't know they keep talking about me. And they talked about Jesus. He was on the cross. Hung him high. Scratched him wide. Spat in his face. Put thorns. Oh, my God. Put thorns in his head. Pierced him in his side. But he still said, forgive them for they know not what they do, and you can't even forgive folk. But 
you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Can I get a witness? Got all that in your heart and still praising God. Church, I'm going to say like they said, NASA. NASA, we got a problem. Church, we got a problem. Take off the mask. The Bible lets you know that if you got art against your brother, you go to your brother. I'm talking about brother and sister. You don't come to me. You go to them. And if you can't go to them, quit going to everybody else. That ain't God's love. Love don't do that. Love don't keep stuff in your heart when you're supposed to go to your brother and sister. Oh, God is putting it down. Thank you, Holy Ghost. See, God is opening up the room because we're supposed to be more mature than that. We're supposed to be able to go to one another and dissolve these differences. Because when you let it fester, it grows. And when it grows, it get deep down in your heart. And whatever's in your heart, eventually it's going to come out of your mouth. Oh, I see you. I see you. I know you. This is what God is saying. And when you put your mouth on me or anybody else, you're putting it on him. Because we are his children. We belong to him. And don't you know God will let people hear what you're saying? That ain't love. Love goes to your brother and sister. We are brothers and sisters. uh, By the way, nobody told me nothing. I'm going by the Holy Ghost. Nobody didn't school me on nobody in this place. I'm going on the Holy Ghost. See, the Holy Ghost, he speaks. God reveals. God lets you know what's going on. That wasn't even my message. But God is bringing something out in the room because it's something that's going on in the midst of God's people. Y'all, love don't hold grudges. Jesus, love us. He loved us outside of our mess. I want y'all to catch it. Jesus died for us while we were yet in our mess. So that's what love does. Love dies to self. Meaning that God loved us so much, he gave his very best. And y'all, when somebody hurt us, the first thing we want to do is, I'm going to get you. I got you. I got you, number. Hey, I got you. I'm going to get you. Payback. We wait to pay somebody back. That ain't what God does, y'all. So God is telling us in this room today that God is love. He demonstrated his love to us by what? Laying down his life. That's what love does. It lay down its life for each other. Some things that we want to say, love keeps us from saying it. Love don't hurt nobody else so you can shine. Love does not do that. Love loves at all times, regardless of what a person does. Let me tell y'all something. All of us in this room is human outside the spirit of God. Don't you ever say what you won't do. Don't you ever tell nobody, I won't do what Athea done. 
You just told a lie. Because you don't know what you would do in her situation because you ain't in her situation and you ain't that saved. The spirit in you is what's saved. That soul need work every day. So you can't say I wouldn't have done what Athea done. You ain't walked in Athea's shoes, so hush. Come on, you are in a mortal body. And as long as you're here on this earth, something is going to come out of your mouth that you should not have said. That's why he forgave you for past, present, and future sins. Don't even say you that holy that you wouldn't have said or done that. You better rephrase that and say, God, I'm not in that situation. I know what the word tell me not to do, but I can't say I would not do it. But thank God for the Holy Spirit, which is my helper, that helps me not to curse somebody out. Because even if you curse it in your head, it already done come out of your mouth. Somebody, you look dead at me. Hey, Pastor. Hey, Pastor. You think I don't know? But it's the love of God in me that loves you outside of what I see. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, y'all got to know. When you know his love, you can love the unlovable. You can come out of your, see, some people are so wrapped up in them, what somebody done to them. I'm always hurt. People always give God glory. God, I'm doing something right. If everybody's after me, y'all need to just be praising God and say, God, thank you. But but hold it. Let let me rephrase that. I got to rephrase that because some of y'all, some of y'all just tore up. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. Don't you use that statement that I said and cheer yourself up right now. Because some of you are still in your mess and people are are like that because of the way you carry yourself. Some people that have withdrawn themselves from you because of how you act to them. And it's time for you to dig into that word. Let that word dig into you so you can show the love of God the way it need to be uh, shown. Because the Bible says that it is the love of God that do what? If some people staying away from you, you better make sure it's all right. Some people stay away from you because you ain't showing the love of God. You're showing hate. You're showing a lot of other stuff except his attributes. So I'm telling you today, God is love, y'all. Love covers a multitude of sin. He who has not sinned. Let him cast the first stone. Ain't that what Jesus said? Just drop, just relax your hands right now. Drop them. Ain't nobody in here so holy you ain't done nothing. You ain't thought nothing. You ain't been where you shouldn't have been. You ain't watched what you shouldn't have watched. Ain't nobody in here that holy. Come on. Some of you probably still trying to get over your mess. Come on, whatever's hidden will be revealed. You may have have one eye looking that way and the other eye looking that way, men. You don't look at something you shouldn't have looked at besides your wife. Women, you don't look at a man you shouldn't have looked at besides your husband. Come on. But guess what? Because of his mercy, because of his grace, you are still here. So quit saying I wouldn't have done that. You don't know what you would have done because you ain't in that situation. That's why we have to begin to pray on people's behalf and say, God, I don't understand why they do what they do. But you know all things. So I'm going to pray out of the spirit because if I begin to pray in English, I'm going to be talking about these people. 
You don't know what you would do in those situations. We act like when we get saved, we're better than everybody else. You were a sinner at one time. You did what they did and still doing it. But you putting people in a, in a situation that you shouldn't be putting people in. Well, I wouldn't have done that. You ain't in that situation. We grow in grace. We grow in grace. Some people don't say nothing. They just look at you. But they're talking about you in their mind. Mm-hmm. This is why, y'all, we have to go on what the word says. And if you want to be kept, you can be kept. You can be kept through this word. The word will keep you, y'all. In any given situation, the word will keep whoever want to be kept. The word will help you love your worst enemy. And you know it's God because you couldn't do it yourself. Y'all, it is a given. I know it works. The word will help you to give to your enemy when you don't want to give. The more you stay in the word and the word get in you, you already given and you ain't hurting by it no more. So God is saying today that God is love, y'all. That's his nature. That's supposed to be our nature. And when we love people, we love them, love them with the love of God. We can't even love them with our love. Because Eros love, storge love, family love, all that love change. Let, let somebody in the family make you mad. You done cut them off. I don't have to go to your house. You don't have to come to mine. You stay away from me. I stay away from you. Glory. But God's love lets them know I love you in spite of what you said. That's genuine love. So this is what I'm saying today, y'all. God is love. And the only way you can know his love is to be with him and to know what his word is saying unto you. Y'all, I have to stay in the word. I'm going to tell you why. Not because I'm afraid. Because, see, the word will change you. The word will transform you. That's what change is. It's a transformation. My spirit has already been changed. But my soul, that's daily work. Some of us right now is holding grudges based on what we believe or based on what we think instead of going now, brother and sister. The Bible says if you have ought, you're supposed to go to your brother and sister. The Bible tells you what you're supposed to do in every given situation. If we honor the word of God and do what the word of God says, we will come out of some of these situations, y'all, that we're in. If we honor the word. Do what the word tell us to do. But as God was giving me this, dealing with God's love and his nature is love. That's how our nature is supposed to be, y'all, is love. Love covers a, listen to this, love covers a multitude of sin. I want y'all to think of it like this. Every sin that we could commit, Jesus died for. I'm going to say it again. Every sin that we could commit, who died for it? He died for it for once. Now, let me ask you a question. If we're part of him, he's in us and we're in him, why haven't we let go of unforgiveness? Why are we still holding grudges? Why are we still picking and choosing who we need to be around? Why? You know why? Because we don't know his love. 
Because when we know that love covers, we're not trying to stay away from people to keep from cursing them out. Love go in the midst of people and show love. Regardless of what people think or how they feel. And guess what? You ain't trying to do it just to say I done it. You're doing it because that's who you are because God is love. You don't pick and choose whom you want to love based on their attitude. You get into the word and hear what the word has to say unto you. And as the word speak to you, you can speak to them. But if you're not getting in this word, you can't speak to nobody. You can't. You're going to have a chip on your shoulders all the time. But when you get into the word and the word get into you, no matter who you're around, you will have a word. You will have something to say to that person, no matter how that person have hurt you. Y'all, hurt is hurt. I don't care which way it come. But love will change how you feel. When you know how much God loves you, you can love others. Outside of what they've done to you. That's why we have to get to know his love now, y'all, before something occur in our lives. And we holding grudges and we holding unforgiveness God want us to forgive just like he forgiven us how can God forgive us and we can't forgive others I don't understand that concept then people get in front of others and say they preaching and got a grudge in their heart how can you do that how can you hold grudges in your heart and you out here telling everybody else what they supposed to do and you holding on to grudges that's not love love humbles yourself Because when you really humble yourself, I'm going to tell you something, y'all. It's the best feeling ever. You don't have all this weight on you no more. When you're doing what the word tells you to do, you can face your worst enemy and you can be flowing in love. And you can give them the love of God and you ain't worrying about what they did, how they did it, or when they did it. Because you love. This is why I say, for God so loved the world. Y'all better catch that. Don't just be saying it, but catch it. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That those that whosoever believe in him shall not what? But have what? Everlasting life. He didn't give up on us. So why are we giving up on others? Because of what they said or what they did. Now when God tells you to let go. That's when you let go. But it's not up to you just to let go. Go with me back to 1 John the 4th chapter. I'm going to wrap it up. Listen at this. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that love is born of God and know of God. Y'all get that? Beloved, let us love one another, for love is what? Of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Love gets you past your hurt. Love gets you past your hurt, y'all. Love will help you. When you love God and you know his love, you can love somebody else. When we don't love other people's because we don't know God's love. He that loveth not, I want y'all to catch it, knoweth not God. For God is love. How can I say I love man and I say, Manny, I love you, but I hate your wife? Did that add up to you, Manny? Because his wife is a part of him. How can I say, Manny, I'm going to take you out to eat, but leave her home? (laughs) Glory, hallelujah. God said Still speaking in tongues and telling him to leave his wife home. Now, if Manny come out to eat with us and leave his wife home, he hate her just as much as I do. <laughs> there ain't nothing but the truth. 
Or he'll say, baby, I'm going to leave you home, but I get extra and bring it back. But you ain't making me miss this meal. That's what we do. Love don't do that. What man should tell me, he should be ministering God's love to me and say, we're one. I'm not by myself no more. Though we related, she's my wife. Where I go, she go. So if you can't invite her, you can't invite me. Case closed. But you know what we do? Baby, baby. Now, you know we ain't have no money this Sunday. I'll I bring you something back, baby. You don't mind staying home, do you? Okay, Manny, you know, you know what I like. Now, make sure my ribs got a lot of barbecue on. They want that food bad, don't they? And if they got some chocolate cake, man, you know I like that chocolate cake. Bring me a piece of that cake, man. It'll be all right. Tell the pastor I say hello. That's what we do. Y'all know that's what we do? That ain't love. We pick and choose who we want to love based on how they act. That's not love, y'all. We love him because he first loved us. We're getting to know his love. Listen at this right here. In this, I like this. In this was manifested the love of God towards us because God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through what? Him. It was because of Jesus, y'all, that we're here today. That's love. God gave his only, that was the only son he had. I don't think none of us in here is going to give up our only child. For someone else that don't love us, that's going to still be in their mess. Nobody's going to do that. Then the word of God goes on to say, herein is love. Not that we love God. Y'all hear that? But that he loved us and sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, ought also we love one another? Don't be telling somebody you love them. And you know deep down inside you hate them. You're a liar. When you know God's love, you can love your worst enemy. No matter what they do or what they say, you can still love them outside of what they're saying and doing to you. Because God's love is being perfected in you then. It's being complete in you. Come on, I know y'all had somebody. The the hurt that you look at is a husband or wife hurt. I'm going to go here. Because it's out here. It's running rapid. In the world, we have so much chaos going on in marriages. We have men and women being together for years. The woman will say, baby, I love you to life. What that mean? Can somebody tell me? Please, somebody tell me. Baby, I love you to, to life. Is that till they die? Is that what that mean? Oh, baby, I love you like no other. What that mean? I love you like no other. There ain't no other but you. I love you, baby. I love you. You love me. When did love change? The day you got under the covers and it didn't look like your wife or your husband. But it didn't change then. It changed in your heart, in your mind before you got in there. Because you already committed the act before you even laid there physically. Your mind already went there. But this is what a man and woman say in counseling. I love my wife. Love don't sneak around. It don't lie around. 
Help me, somebody. Love don't do that. Love die to flesh. Love will kill your flesh. Because when you really love somebody, flesh die. And you say no, not only to fornication, adultery, you say no to sin because you love him because he first loved you. God is my first love. So when stuff pop up, I don't even have to look at my husband. I love God too much to commit adultery, not even looking at him. See, that's how I know people don't know God's love. Because when you know God's love, you will flee sin. You will flee all this worldly stuff. It won't be no competition, should I or shouldn't I. It won't be no scrattling the fence, y'all. Love don't scrattle the fence. Love stay in his lane. When you know the love of God, I don't care. The worst liar won't be lying. See, that's how I know church folks are not where they need to be. Church folks can't even look you in the face and tell you the truth. Love don't lie. Oh, y'all, we need to know is love. Y'all remember that movie say love should have kept you home last night. Don't make no excuse. This is why we can love one another because we love God and love is of God. When you say you hate me, you can't love God hating me. So where's this hate coming from? Y'all, please. Come on, we, we got to talk about it, church. Faith even works by love. Do you know why some people's faith is not working in here? Because of love. Because when you love somebody with the love of God, you don't want to see them sick. You don't want to see them going through. And that's when faith begins to operate through you because it's God's love flowing. God's love want to flow through each and every person in this place. It ain't God that's stopping us. It's us. Because love loves in spite of the situation, y'all. Love loves. So this is why we need counsel before we even come together. Because once we come together, we're one. Y'all, I'm telling you the word to teach you some stuff. Love loves in spite of. Am I saying, y'all, that we stay with people that continually do what they do? No, because you have a choice. But what I'm saying, love loves outside of your situation. We're supposed to still love. Even if we leave them, we're supposed to love them because that's what God does. Did y'all know that? Love loves in spite of. Jesus laid down his life for every sin that anybody could commit, even sins that we don't even know that we would commit. He laid down his life, and we hold grudges over somebody took a piece of pork chop last week. We still mad because they ate the last piece of pork chop. How is that? That's not God's love. Love don't stay offended, y'all. Love loves. Love covers offense. Love covers fornication. Love covers incest. Love covers murderers. Love covers liars. Love covers a multitude of sin. Get to know God's love, and I guarantee you we won't be in the situations that we're in today. We will be moving forward in the things of God because love is going to continually 
love in spite of how we feel. And I guarantee you, you'll see more healings. You'll see more deliverances. You'll see more of God in the place when we get to know God's love. Jesus healed people even in the midst of their sin. He did that, y'all. Did y'all read the word? And I'm going to leave this. Y'all know what those two fish and those five loaves of bread? Every time Jesus saw people in need, it was the love of God coming through him. He didn't leave those people like that. Jesus' love is what bought more food. It started with love, y'all. Because if your heart is right and you want what's the best for God's people, God is going to give you the supply to do it. But if your heart is just hear me, see me, be attached to me, God ain't going to honor that mess. So you got to search your heart and say, God, where am I in ministry? Is my heart for your heart or is my heart for my heart? Is my heart to get for me or is my heart there for everybody else? Y'all search your hearts and see where you are because love covers. Let go of this hurt and this disappointment of what somebody did or should or could have done. Come on. He let it go. They spit on him. They mocked him. They pierced him in the side. They did all of these things to Jesus. But he said, God, forgive them. For they know not what they do. God is a forgiving God. He's a merciful God. Y'all, it's time to let go of all of these things and let God do what he need to do in our lives. And I guarantee you, you will see God moving more through you. The things that God has for you will move forward in your life if you let go of you and let God be home. He want to be in your life. God is a loving God. This room is full of offense. It's full of grudges. It's full of unforgiveness. Some people still going way back on things that they said, no, I'm over it. You ain't over it. Because when something else come up, you let what you have held come out along with that on somebody else. Get with people that you're holding grudges with and let go of these grudges because part of your sickness is coming from unforgiveness. Sin will make you sick. Search your heart and say, God, what am I holding that I should not hold? God, what am I doing that I should not do? Because love covers. God, I want to love the way you love. And the only way I can do it is to know your love. Love will lay down your life for somebody else. Y'all, that's God's love. And you have that love on the inside of you because it's shed abroad through the Holy Ghost. So that's love the way God loves. And the only way you can do that is knowing his love. Y'all, I'm telling you, it's a hurtful experience. But it's well worth it. It is well worth it. So let's let go today. You know who you are. Nobody don't have to point you out. Nobody don't have to say anything. All of us in this room have some hurt somewhere. We have some things in us that we have not truly let go of. When you truly let go, you can be free of a lot of things, y'all. It's time to let go and let God be home. He need to be in your life. Whatever your friend, whatever your husband, whatever your wife, whatever your parents, whoever it may be that has done, that have said anything to you out of the way that you didn't like, you should be the first one to say, forgive me. Even if you ain't done nothing, 
even if you're not aware of it and you see something in between you, you should say, I don't know what I done or what I said, but whatever you thought I said or you thought I done, forgive me because that's not who I am. Be the first one to ask for the forgiveness. And that will open a door for them to talk to you openly and tell you what they've been holding on to. Y'all, we need to be reconciled in the body of Christ so we can move forward. Let go and let God be home. He need to be in your life. God is a God of love, y'all. So let's be who we are in him. I cannot love anybody outside of God. I'm going to be honest. If it wasn't for God, I couldn't love none of you. I'm going to be just frankly honest. Because when you carry in a congregation, everybody have different attitudes on different days. Everybody have a different attitude. That's why I have to prepare myself in this word. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. Because y'all don't know, I hear stuff going through my ears. But I say, Lord, forgive them. They know not what they do and they know not what they're saying. I know when you're smiling at me. When deep down inside, you just want to tell me how you feel. You might as well just tell me. I already know how you feel. Somebody can't even look me in the face without turning from the left and right. Can't look at me straight ahead. You got to turn from me because you're scared I'm reading you. God already know what you said. God already know what you're doing. I'm going to put one of these booths up here and I'm going to get behind it. You know how they get behind the booth and say, Father, help me. I have sinned. Your sin will find you out. Amen. God loves you. He loves you with the everlasting love. And if you know that he loves you, we should be loving one another. Y'all, we're family. It don't matter what culture. It doesn't matter what color. We are all family. And we should love one another just as God have loved us. Amen. Do we get on each other's nerves? Yes, 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 yes. Long-suffering. But that should not stop the love of God. Amen. That's why we go to our brother and sister if we have aught against them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And he loved us so much he didn't want us to perish. Do you want anybody else to perish? We shouldn't. Amen. And husbands, love your wife just as Christ loved the church. And you cannot do that until you know how much Christ loves the church and that's how love responds amen come on give god a hand clap of praise god is just so good y'all and i tell you i love the lord because the lord will show you what the church is missing and what we're missing is god's kind of love so get to know his love do we have any visitors visitors today that would like to stay in it